Adaptions are sometimes always a good thing. Well, I think it's always a good thing, to be honest with you. So I think it gives us a time as coaches to be really innovative about what we're doing, look at our systems and see how we can kind of automate what we can delegate within our business. So we just got to be a little bit productive with what we're doing. 100% man, you know, I think I think for a lot of people, especially with us who sometimes I think a lot of personal trainers who get into it, they're not like purebred entrepreneurs, you know, like it, it, it doesn't come naturally to them. So when they're, for, when they're forced to change like this, you know, it really weeds out the people that were built for this and the people that, you know, maybe were doing it as a bit of a hobby more than anything. 100%, like I think that's the thing. Um, I think it teaches you a lot of resilience, this uh, whole process that we're currently going through and trainers who are kind of in it just for the sake of, you know, not really there to add value, but just for the sake of just doing PT as a job. Yeah, I think it's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be an eye opener for them. I'm, I'm telling you now. Whereas coaches yeah. are really um, invested in adding value to their, co- uh, their coaching and their clients, they're gonna find other ways to be able to incorporate that into the programming. Or you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm. I'm. Yeah, like I said, I'm pretty excited to see like what comes out of this because you know even just looking online at the moment, you know, just the amount of content that's being pumped out. You know, it's stuff that no one ever thought would come to. You know, like I, before this, I never even had like home training stuff. I never bought it because I always had free gym memberships. So you know, like having to having to really look at you know how to do it without without all that stuff, man. It's 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 a lot of fun. It's the truth, like, you know, I was probably the coach who never was a big advocate for home workouts, you know, because I'm so... Dude, I've always... I can't pass I'm, st- <laughs> I'm, I'm still telling my... I'm still... Yeah, I'm still telling my guys now that I try to make. Look, I'm gonna be real with you. Like, I, I freaking hate it. Like, I'm not. I, I, you, you won't be catching me doing like just five kilo dumbbells. Like, I'd rather just wait a couple of weeks and you know, and and we'll come back to it. But you know, I'm, I'm willing to facilitate. I'm willing to make it happen for you. But yeah, you won't be catching me doing a lot of that stuff. It's the exact same with me. Like, I'm willing to make this happen for my clients and give them something because this is definitely a fragile time for them. So, you know, yeah. if I can provide some sort of value for them to kind of, you know, definitely help them with, with their mental health, with their anxiety, being sedentary. But in terms of, for me, to be honest with you, like, I don't know, like after, you know, lifting compounds for a while, it's just really hard for me to myself to get my head around, oh, like I got to do this home workout and do this. But for the clients, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll be there for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. Well, like, I'll help keep you sane, but like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I still haven't worked out my bit. <laughs> Someone's going to have to help me <laughs> Yeah. Man, we've, I think we've already... Uh, this is going to be a great podcast. So I want to I want to take a step back because I want to introduce you to um, the rest of the people that are listening and um, for anyone that yeah. doesn't know you. Um, so this, this podcast guest is actually quite a special one because during my contest prep, I... I was watching him like a hawk. Um, you know, I was looking at every <laughs> single post he put up. Like I was watching because we were actually in the same show doing um, ICN Victoria Season B um, yeah, in 2019. Yeah. And um, so I was I was watching you like crazy. And um, you were you were one of the benchmarks, to be completely honest with you. And look, at the same time, yeah, looking at you and, you know, looking at the amount of time and money you've invested in yourself as far as certifications goes, as far as the coaches that you brought on to get yourself to stage. And more more importantly than both of those things, the time, man, watching you like from where you were before and how strong you were and how much weight you had to gain to get to a point like that. Um, yeah. And to see and to see you come down and do it with such grace and, you know, real, um, 
real i don't even know the right word here like you know the technique it was so technical and you were really looking at every single intricacy that you could and yeah it was so cool to watch i'm gonna i'm gonna quickly before i let you jump in i'm gonna go in and just list off some of these certifications that i found that you're holding right now because man it's just incredible stuff we've got we got cert three and four in fitness <laughs> we got our precision nutrition coach level one we got a nutrition program design specialist jps advanced body composition we've got our fmas level one two and three we have muscle mechanics program specialization we have australian sports performance master coach blood analysis muscle nerd stress management we're talking about thyroid we're talking about insulin trigger points neurological based programming and doing biochemistry as well you know that that takes a lot of time to actually bring all up together and i couldn't only imagine what your programs look like man and um yeah it's an absolute <laughs> honor, honor it's an absolute honor to have you on man so welcome munya how you doing uh it's munya by the way Munya, Munya. <laughs> I knew I was gonna. Do you know what's funny? I was like, just before I was about to start this podcast, I was like, man, I better like actually ask because like I'm gonna get it right. And this look at we look at us now. All the time. <laughs> yeah, but people just call me, well, me Moons. But hey, man, it's a pleasure to be on your show, and it's better to be pleasure to be just talking about fitness with you, you know. Because um, thanks for going through a lot of that. Um, you know, a lot of courses that I've done. But to be honest with you, just like yourself, I'm just truly invested in being the best coach I can be and I'm just really grateful that I found something which I am so you know passionate about because it is really effortless for me to train to train my clients and to upskill because I am generally really interested in, in what I do and always trying to find new ways and new answers to like you know how can I improve my systems you know what I mean like even with all those courses and you said how interesting the program would be like to be honest with you, even after going through all the courses it just always brings me back and makes me realize how important the basics are. So one thing we'll talk about yeah. here, it's really, it's just really mastering the basics. And I don't really do anything too complicated. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I might have a really in-depth understanding of this and we, we can go into bloods and et cetera, but it always comes back to like, you know, this person just needs to move more, eat less, or, you know, this person just needs to do a little bit more output or, you know, this person's having bloating because of this food is causing like a digestive issue. So we can go into all this stuff, but, I just love this, man. I love coaching and um, I'm glad like I'm uh, at this job. Yeah, man. I, I love that. And you know what? Like that's one of the things that I love about, you know, how, what you preach, you know, what, what sort of your, some of your philosophies are, which is keep it simple. I think a lot of people can get so far um, with their physique, with their, you know, emotional side, yep. if they just keep it simple and get good at the basics, you know, get a nice little morning routine going, you know, have just specific times for exercise, keeping steps at a certain, you know, in a, in a rep, in a sort of range, not even on a specific yep. amount, um, you know, and just, and like you said, I think just the basic concepts as well and understanding why you're doing what you're doing. I think that's so important. And, you know, I think with a lot of my guys, I spend a lot of time on the why not the what you know i think anyone i think a lot of people can succeed if i gave sort of a, 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 a cookie cutter program yeah. there's a lot of people that could get benefit out of that but it's about the people that stick to it long term and get the long-term results are the people that understand why they're doing that style of training and so that they can put their 100 percent effort into it as well and the thing is like there's just sometimes i feel like there's just too much information out there like when i started training oh, there yeah. wasn't or there wasn't all this social social media so we had to rely so much on like, you know, how, what we're doing with our training, you know, and kind of making adjustments based off the results that we do get. Whereas now people are getting so in depth where they're trying to, they're complicating things so much. People just don't know where to start. 
And at the end of the day, and this is why I always preach it, it's important to do this yourself. You need to train yourself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And the reason why you need to train yourself because you will understand what it is that you need to be doing right now, you know what I mean? And if you're constantly analyzing and collecting data on what you're doing, you understand what adjustments you've got to make. Yes. Training is really, one of the uh, things I always preach is like it's, it's principles over methods. Once you understand the principles, then you have variables, which your clients are going to bring to the table. So you are manipulating those variables based on the principles that you've learned, which you've implemented yourself to get the desired results. So, and yeah, like once you understand energy balance governs your body weight, there you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be you, you've got, you're 90, you're literally 90% of the way there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I would like, listen, train yourself measure what you're doing you know what i mean and then make adjustments based off that 100 percent, and yeah everything you said there it's 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 just so important for you know and, and like you said there's so much information out there now so it, it takes a couple of hours of youtube it takes a couple of hours of reading through some blogs or you know through some of the some of the great people that are putting out content even on your favorite platforms like facebook twitter sure. you know instagram there, if, you, if you're following the right people, then you can get so much information mm-hmm. or at least, you know, get that get that direction to where you should be going. Um, but I just think a lot of people, like you said, it's information overload sometimes and you hear one person say one thing, you hear another person say another and you just get lost in this whirlwind of, you know, of almost like influencers and people online like battling against each other even though they're sort of preaching the same thing which is you know we got to drop the calories if we're talking about fat loss um and the thing is like (laughs) since there's so much information people don't like simple and the thing is when people don't like simple Mm -hmm. there is some sort of magical formula to get the desired result like you know in order for me to lose weight i need to do all these things i've all the people for muscle i need to try so many things but in my understanding, it's like, you know, you do the basics well. You know, if you do the basics well, you become proficient at them. You become proficient at the movement. You can generate more force over time. You get stronger. You build more muscle. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, this stems from, like, how you build. It's like building a wall. You know what I mean? Laying one brick at a time, understanding, okay, so I've done this. Now I can move on to the next step. But now people are just, you know, jumping ahead. Once you jump ahead, you lose sight of, like, oh, you know, maybe all I need to do is just eat these foods for a very period of time and train for long periods of time. But... Like I said, patience is just such a difficult thing now. It's just like we want it now. So we search so much, but like, you know, what is it can I do in the next four weeks that can give me these results? And now I'm like, you know, there's nothing. You know what I mean? Like, if I've been training for there's nothing. <laughs> like, yes, you can put habits and things, but which would definitely obviously help push your results further forward in the long run. But in terms of what you're going to get out of like a two week or four week, this. And even with all that, even though I might even push people to even trial like 12-week phases with me, but this is just for me to add value and to sell long-term. Like I, lo- I always tell yeah. them, after, after 12 weeks of doing a phase, I'm like, listen, now that we've built these habits, now we've got you eating a certain way, which is definitely sustainable and you can adhere to it. And now we've got you getting a little bit stronger. Now we need to do is make another goal, which is another 12 weeks. And we just have to accumulate time. And over time, yes, you will yes. have the physique that you want, but it's definitely not something that... It, if it was quick fix, come on, you know, it, like would it really be worth everyone? Everyone would be shredded, man. If it only took, everyone would look amazing. Yeah, <laughs> if it only took four weeks, man, everyone would be walking around abs all the time, and that's that's literally my my motto, and that's consistency is key. Consistency is the only thing that's going to get you there over time because there's no. Something I think there's a big disconnect with people is there's no end goal. People think yes. that once they get to a number, people think that they get to a number on the scale that that's it, done and dusted. Yeah, they can yeah. just maintain from there on in, and it just doesn't work like that, man. Like yeah. it takes it takes hard work to 
not only get to where you think is your end goal, it takes just as much hard work to maintain it. And the odds are, and I see this because I get people to those weight numbers that they're asking, and they're still not happy. They're still not at a place where they're actually like, you know what, and look at themselves and be like, oh, you know what, I'm happy. It's always, oh, I think I could lose a little bit more off the stomach. Oh, I think I could just do a little bit more of this. And there's nothing there's nothing inherently wrong with that. I personally love that. And to be honest, I think that's what bodybuilding is all about. It's that constant improvement of the body. But, you know, I think people have to be very self-aware that it is a process that if you don't love it and if you don't enjoy going to the gym and finding ways that you that work for you and train for you, then it's very unlikely you're going to reach that body that you're looking for. And the thing is, even when people say like, listen, uh, I need to get this certain weight. People don't actually care about the number. And even when I have a client come in, they sit down <laughs> with me and they'd be like, listen, uh, I'm 65 kilos. I want to get to 60 kilos and have abs, right? My next question is always like, mm-hmm. cool, what if we get to 60 kilos and you don't have abs? Then they're like, oh, I want to get to 65 kilos. I was like, okay, so listen, the number doesn't actually matter. It's the, it's the result. Exactly. It's, it's, I, it's funny because I actually... I actually do the opposite of that. And I turn around, so if someone says to me, you know, they're at 65 and they're like, I want to get to 60 with abs. I turn around and say, well, hang on a minute. What if we were able to stay at 65 and get you abs? Would you care? Like, yeah. would you care if the weight didn't drop and I was able to get you a six pack? Would that matter to you? And they're like, and every single person so far has been like, no, I can be whatever weight I want as long as I have the, you know, as long as I look good when I, or I feel good when I look at myself in the mirror. It's the misunderstanding that they think that the weight is a number which they need to get to to order to have the look that they want. But once you start explaining to them, like, listen, you know, this is, like you said before, this is long-term. This is about enjoying the process. And I will talk about this later. Like, you know, once you fall in love with the process, the outcome will be there. You know what I mean? And the thing is, like, well, even when we step on stage, and this is where people forget, like, yes, we do get the result where we get lean. But, like, what we learn along the way, that is something that you keep forever. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the intangibles, like understanding the diet, the consistency, had the mental fortitude that comes with it. You know what I mean? Like this is why I like bodybuilders, I always say, have the potential to be so successful in their business. You know what I mean? Because they have the ability to diet down and be able to adhere and get to an extreme result. You know, and when it comes to working on your yeah. business, that requires less time. Like bodybuilding is 24 hours. It's sleep, it's mm-hmm. nutrition, it's training. I'm talking about if you're working on your business, what's that, about two hours a day? I was like, you can do that, but it's the inability for like a lot of people who compete to transfer those skills, you know what I mean? And enjoying the process and understanding, okay, cool, I've learned all this. How can I apply this to other areas of my life? So I guess, right, yeah, it's all about the process. I couldn't agree more. Everything's process, man. And look, like you said, we're going to we're gonna dive into that because some of the things that, and I think I want to talk to you about specifically in comparison to some other guests so far, is that science of hypertrophy and how people can, you know, put on muscle, not only in the gym now, but during this time, what are some of the main things that we're going to, um, we're going to have to make sure that's happening, sort of like the, the non-negotiables and then some things that we can manipulate to make that happen. But before we even get there, you know, I really want to talk about, you know, your competition season. Season, because if I'm correct, uh, your your that was your first season when you did it in tw- 2019 season B, correct? Yes, it was. It really was. Yep. Dude, tell tell me more. Tell me everything because I did one in 2018 season A, and yeah, I, I loved it. And going through the second time, you know, it was actually for me personally, I found it tougher and um, to really 
to really stick to the process because it felt so similar and you know it, it, it was a lot more you know more of mind games because i wasn't just following it um i guess religiously you know I, i had my coach and you know it was very hard to just follow it blindly when i did it the first time and then to do it so similarly again the second time i actually found it really tough so tell me a little bit more about your first time going through your coaches that helped you what you did um give me give me it all man okay so I'll, i'm gonna go a few years back and see how and tell you how this whole process started with me as well so yes. before i even was coaching i was actually studying engineering and basically i did a pt course just in the whole a summer semester just to learn how to train myself so and then after i learned how to train myself i was like okay cool i'm going to come into the industry uh <laughs> not because i actually planned to be a coach for a very long time it's just because i just really enjoyed the the aspect of being able to make progressions with my own physique and then within my first year i did fitness model but it wasn't really anything that re- re- uh, required any self-awareness it was just kind of like one of those times when you lean and then you just step on there right and then afterwards, mm-hmm. i was like okay cool like you know i competed but here's the problem is when i focus so much on how i'm looking it's 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 very subjective and when i need to focus on something objectively and that's how i started with my brand precision performance coaching and then over the six years i went through a massive six-year bulk You know, so I went from 60, I'm not even joking, I went from 68 kilos and I went to 94 kilos. You know what I mean? And then one message I want to send, put, I want to send across the people, it wasn't just simply like going and putting on weight. Like I literally, I got my squat to 220, deadlift to 250, bench 170. So I got stronger in the whole process, you know, because I was like, you know what, in terms of like, yes, it's good to focus on aesthetics, but like once I started focusing on performance, the byproduct of the performance was my physique. And then I did my first powerlifting comp. And then, which I actually won, so which I was pretty happy about after entering my first powerlifting competition. And then from that, wow, man, congrats! Thanks, man. And then after that, um, me and Jacob. So I was currently coaching with uh, Jacob from JPS, and he was just like, mm-hmm. "Okay, look, listen, we've done this powerlifting comp, and I definitely wanted to step on stage to to do my first bodybuilding show. So we planned it out from November. I would compete in next September. So I was like, okay, cool. So I've got a bit of time." Um, Let's just see what I can do. We'll, we'll see what I've built over these six years of just, you know, gaining and getting stronger, etc. And to be honest with you, I, I probably needed to manage expectations a little bit more because at this point, like after going, after gaining for six years, my body fat got to like 20%, 40%. You know what I mean? And like, I guess I probably had a little bit of unrealistic expectations of like, okay, let's, I'm, I need to get striated glutes in this, right? So this is where it was kind of like... Were you, sorry, were you lean leading up into this? So like before you actually got into the powerlifting side of things and you put on that massive bulk, like, and you went into that hard training, did you not, did you naturally stay lean or did you find it hard to stay lean? I naturally stayed lean. I never like made an emphasis on putting on weight. I, I did, I, it was one of those times when you only care about your abs, you know what I mean? You got to take the selfie, yep. you got to upload. So it wasn't like me really making, putting an intent of like, listen, I need to put on weight, I need to get stronger. But then this happened after I did the um, the fitness model show. I was like, listen, it's not, it's not enough for me just to focus on, you know, how I'm looking. You know what I mean? Like I need to make things objective. That's why I'm so big on numbers and measuring how I'm doing. And then that's when I realized, okay, this is how I'm going to make gains. So I was like, okay, I'm 68 kilos. I need to get to 70. What do I need to do to get to 70 kilos? Okay, I need to eat this much food. I need to, I used to make this shake as well, which was like, you know, we used to feel like a serious mass gainer, banana, oats, everything. <laughs> it was pretty much like diabetes in a cup, right? And I used to have this. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I used to have this every day. 
and I was like, okay, cool. I got to get to seventy. Once I got to seventy, I was like, okay, how's my strength going? Okay, I'm getting stronger. Okay, so I'm only I'm only benching about one ten. Okay, well, I got to get to one twenty. So I made these little like small targets along the way, and I was like, okay, if I'm getting stronger and I'm accumulating um, more body weight over time, I'm like, I'm in the good direction, and I'm most likely putting on muscle mass. So I was probably sitting at about probably used to sit about maybe eleven ten percent then, and then I gained for those six years, and obviously at that point afterwards. There's probably I could have maybe utilized more mini cuts, etc. But it was just a point where you just want to put on as much muscle mass. You just want to do that bulk, you know. Everyone's yeah, man. Your your goal your goals changed. You know, it wasn't about it wasn't about being lean at that point. You know, it was it was just not a priority. Yeah, and then over time I was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna get stronger. So I got to about 24% body fat. So no, once I got to that point, I did my powerlifting comp. I was like, you know what? I want to get I want to get straight glutes because it's actually something I just never done before. Like I've never had good glutes. So and that's when me and Jacob made a plan. And that's when we kind of like, okay, this is where we want to get to. This is what we're going to do along the way. And this is where it kind of hit me a little bit because as I got leaner, I realized how much lean I had to get. And that's when things started to click in. <laughs> yeah, that's when things start to click in. Well, and that's when I realized, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm getting leaner, but at the moment I'm still nowhere near where I need to be. And this is where things became a little bit problem because once you start to become desperate in a comp prep, you are in trouble. You know what I mean? That, that's like mm-hmm. I started to start to rush down. That's when I like the excessive cardio came in. You know what I mean? Like I was trying, I was trying I got to get the body fat off, body fat off. And yes, you want to lose body fat, but if you're trying to get show ready, the goal is not to lose body fat. You want to retain your muscle mass. You know what I mean? And then hundred percent. If you want to retain muscle mass, that comes down to managing your stress levels. And for me, I was probably you know focusing a little too much on the output because I just wasn't lean enough. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's the thing. Like after going from twenty four, getting from twenty four to twenty was easy. Getting from 20 to 15, it required a bit of work. Getting from 15 to 10, that was harder. But trying to get from under 10, that's when things were just kind of like, mm. that's when I was like, okay, look, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? Right, do I need to do a little more output? So I was doing like, I was doing a bunch of stuff, doing a bunch of cardio. And even like um, looking at, at my blood work, this is, you probably find this fascinating. Um, my free testosterone, I think free testosterone is supposed to be between 216 and 740. My test levels were at 21. You see what I mean? So I was generally, wow. Yeah, so I was, you know, putting so much emphasis on output, output. I was driving up cortisol, and cortisol and testosterone uh, are derived from the same hormone. So if you're constantly going down the course, creating excessive amounts of cortisol, lower stress hormones, what's going to happen? Well, your testosterone is going to suffer. And it's not that being lean is the problem; it's what you have to do to get there that causes issues for people. You know what I mean? And that's where, like, yes. my, and that's where I've learned from like speech comps that I'll do, and with my clients, I'm like, listen, it's not about just like just getting to the number. It's just like you gotta you gotta be strategic in your way. You you can't be desperate when you're trying to lose body fat. And for me, being at 24, I wasn't within striking distance. And you want to be within striking distance. Yep. Whereas now I sit at about 10 or 11, 12 percent. You know what I mean? So now I'm in a much better position. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm within striking distance because my body fat only got to about only got to about eight as well. And even looking at like my yep. my liver markers as well, like A L T A S T, like my liver markers are supposed to be between 10 and 40. They were 75. So my body would have my liver would have to work so hard to detoxify all the toxicity that was building up from all the output that I was doing so you know it was an awesome experience that I learned so much about you know okay comp prep you know it's not just about getting me it's about you know how you get there you know what I mean about managing it's about managing all yeah. that stuff yeah exactly it's a game of, it's a game of recovery and that's all it is you know what I mean like it, mm. at the end of the day if you if you if you have to do extreme stuff to get to that result obviously it is extreme I do get it but if you have to be 
so extreme in the aspect where you, you, your performance is suffering. And this is why I based my whole philosophy on performance training because my bench press was like, it was 170. And then I think after I finished, I was only like 110. So I lost so I lost a fair bit of strength. But there's a yep. little learning curve as well because at the end of the day, like, you know, obviously, you are going to lose a little bit of strength because leverages are going to change, you're depleted, you're not doing exercise. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if you can maintain your strength, you're going to maintain your muscle mass and how you maintain your strength you be strategic in how you lower your calories and how much output you're doing because your output requires recovery as well. Like if you're doing excessive amounts of cardio and your sleep is getting affected, you know, that's going to impede your recovery, which is going to impede your ability to perform. If you can't perform, you know what I mean? How are you going to maintain muscle mass going into a competition? And that was my biggest learning thing about this. Like obviously it was still my best physique to date. It was just awesome experience for me as well. But in terms of what I learned along the way, it's like, yeah, there's definitely things I want to improve for my future shows and things I can do better. Yeah, man, that's, that's, I can't tell you how similar um, parts of our journey were, you know, because I, me, me personally, you know, like I've always, I've always found it hard to get lean. I've never in my life just walked around with abs, like the the amount of, the amount of time and effort and, you know, the things I had to do to get that lean were just ludicrous. And um, so, you know, here, you know, hearing that from you and knowing that, you know, you were struggling with the same thing, you know, it's, it's crazy and i think a lot of people go through that because i think when it comes to bodybuilding you know there's usually two sort of avenues where you're coming from and it's either you're pretty skinny and you, you know you have this dream to you know look like the bigger bodybuilders and put on that muscle and look strong and crazy and then we have the people that sort of on the other side where they've always been stocky they've always yeah. had sort of strength and muscle and they're like now nah, you know what like i can look good too you know i'm not just strength i can put on um, I can get abs. I can do anything else that anyone else can do. So let's go for it. And you know what? Both have their challenges. And you know, I think working on working on being able to get that down and working on just that consistency to get on either because either way, it takes it takes a long time and it takes consistency. Do you think you, if you could change anything? going through last prep would you change anything how important was this experience to your future contest preps no this is my best physique today like i need i went through that because yes i got as lean as i could but there's definitely there's always things you can do better you know what i mean but like it's not like i'm gonna look back and say oh need to remove this and i could have done this a little better but at at that time this that's all i knew and that's all me and jacob knew you know what i mean so this is what we wanted to do to get the result that we did but moving forward you know one thing i definitely would like to do is like i would love to be leaner you know what i mean like being 24 percent mm-hmm. like start leaner yeah, start leaner, yeah. 100%. like it, like the, what you have to do like i always say like it's not being lean is a problem it's what you have to do to get to that point that causes issues and i mean like we just talked about my testosterone levels because if you have to if you can't manage your stress levels like we go on about as well you know the end result is not going to be what you think it is so yeah starting a little bit leaner and this is what i've done with but with my athletes and with my clients it's just like you know we might be essentially a little bit aggressive towards the start because i need them to get that body fat off and i always say to them you need to be mm-hmm. striking distance you know what i mean because if you're not and you're getting to the end and you get you get to the point where you become desperate and yeah and you're gonna push the envelope and be a little bit more extreme well that's also gonna cost you you know recovery and if that costs your recovery it's gonna cost you muscle mass and it's gonna cost you a good result at the end so moving forward i'm definitely gonna start yeah. my prep at about 10 to 12 percent body fat i do have goals of getting a lot stronger as well but yeah like if i'm a little bit leaner guess what you know what i mean i don't have to diet as long and that's the problem with naturals as well the longer we diet the more issues we run into so you know if i could start a little bit leaner 
I can, you know, not diet as long. I can incorporate more, you know, more um, the diet breaks, etc. But in terms of that, yeah, I was pretty happy with the experience I went through. But there's always room for improvement. Yeah, look, and I think one thing to touch on as well is um, body fat set points as well, where, you know, if if you spend too much time at a specific body fat, you know, that, that becomes your new normal. You know, your hormones start to regulate at that level. You know, that's where everything feels normal to you. And when you go over that, you feel weird. And when you go underneath that, you feel weird. So the longer you can stick at a sort of a body fat now, and this is something that I'm trying to do at the moment, which is... I, I normally sit at around 20% um, body fat. You know, that's sort of normal for me and I don't really like that. So yeah. um, I'm taking I'm taking this time now to, you know, take, you know, three, four, five, six, well, however long it takes really to sort of remove some of that visceral fat, remove some of that fat that, you know, yeah. I've just I've just accumulated over a long time of, um, I guess, not really taking care of my body and yeah. just yeah. doing things that, you know, any, any, any sort of teenager would do, yeah. you know, I sort of stuck with that. And even when, sorry, I'm walking up a massive hill right now. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, so even when I did lose all that, all that um, body fat and I got to in the first show, I would say I was close to competition shredded. I could get a little bit leaner, but even when I got to that point, man, it was just way too easy to actually put it back on at the end of it. And I guess the question, you know what I mean? Like it just, it, it literally just clicked on. And I guess the question people always ask is, okay, you know, what do you think of your six-year gaining phase or six-year bulk? What do you think of this? And I was like, listen, like I was younger, you know what I mean, and I wanted to put on a lot of muscle. And I, yes, I did accumulate a lot of body fat but i also accumulated a lot of muscle mass and a lot of strength you know what i mean so during that time and uh, yeah muscle mass that you would never have gotten if you didn't take that 100 and the thing is when you start your lifting career you know what i mean your ability to build muscle yeah is a lot higher than your ability to accumulate um fat mass but it's not the same after you've been training for like a certain period of time like, so obviously what i did for the first eight years of training is not the same approach I'll take for the next eight years of training. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm an advanced trainee. You know what I mean? I don't build muscle at the same rate that I did when I started my lifting career. So now it's about being a little bit more smarter and being more strategic in my approach. You know what I mean? Like, what do I do now? Like, what do I manage? Um, like, obviously, yes, I do want to build muscle, but obviously the surpluses that I use will be a lot smaller because my rate of gain isn't as fast as well. So my strength gains aren't going to be as fast. So you learn along the way. And that's what I say to people. It is not a bad thing to make mistakes. You know, because you need to make mistakes along the way in order to get better. So you can, I had a lot of body fat. What would I do next time? I would improve on this. Or what worked? Okay, well, I accumulate a lot of strength. How is that going to help me? Well, that's going to help me retain muscle mass. It's all about being aware about what you're currently doing and making adjustments to get better. Exactly. That's that's one of my favorite words right now, man. Self-awareness. Because if what a lot of people do is, like you said, there's nothing wrong with making mistakes at yeah. all. I make I make mistakes constantly with my training, with anything. You know, it's not about that. But being self-aware that there was a mistake made and what impacts that made to your physique, to your mindset, to whatever you're trying to get better at at that point in time, knowing that that was detrimental to that is huge yeah. because if you don't if you don't actually understand that that is not getting you closer to your goal then you're going to get stuck and you're going to do it yep. again and you're going to really inhibit your um your progress yeah, yeah and, that's, and that's the biggest thing you can take away from body is it teaches you self-awareness it teaches you how your body responds it teaches you what happens when your calories keep what happens when you do excessive amounts of cardio so if you're learning all this stuff again next time i'm going to do things a little bit differently because at the end of the day if you do the exact same thing you get the exact same. 
Absolutely. And look, I think this I think this segues perfectly into, you know, what do you do now for hypertrophy? So, you know, you've gone through this gaining phase. You're obviously an advanced lifter, so it's going to be very hard for you to put on extra muscle than what you get on. And you know what? No one really wants to look the same way they did the time before. If you plan on competing again, you always want to look better. That's the whole aim of the game. Every time you step on stage, it wants to be better than your last showing. So how do you personally, how are you going to plan that for yourself personally? Um, Any tips or sort of the main things that you would give to um, your specific clients that are just main goal is hypertrophy. Um, And then we'll go into a little bit more about sort of like how we can sort of do hypertrophy and stay a little bit leaner. But right now, like as far as hypertrophy goes, what do we need to know? Okay, first of all, like my whole philosophy on training is focusing on performance, all right? So we need, I always assess where I'm currently at. So with my clients as well, I say, listen, the future version that you aspire to be is a version that is capable of more. So we need to become capable of more. So if I'm doing like chin-ups, if I'm doing bench press, if I'm doing that, I'm getting stronger for rep work. You know what I mean? So if I'm doing dumbbell presses, I'm making sure, okay, listen, if I'm doing a set of 10 on 40 kilos, that becomes a set of 10 on 50 kilos. So my whole philosophy on training is that we need to get stronger because if we're getting more strength, because remember, people always forget that training means getting better at something. So if we're now we're going to train, we need to focus on getting better. And what we're getting better at, we're getting better at lifting heavier weights as well, right? So that's what I'm focusing on with my training. And this goes across a broad range of exercises. So this isn't just like the compounds. I'm talking about like, you know, the leg press, the lunges, the leg extension, all this. Like, I always monitor what I'm doing. The wrist curls? Yeah, everything. I'm talking about anything. You, if you, <laughs> uh, calf work, everything. I was like, listen, you are getting stronger about, uh, across a spectrum of rep ranges. So you're three, you're five, three, your thirties as well, right? And while we're accumulating more strength for reps, what we do is we're sitting in a slight surplus. Like this is different for everybody as well. But obviously, like I'm focusing on gaining about half a percent um, a week um, on the scale, on scale weight as well. And but I'm making sure that I'm accumulating more strength um, along the way. Awesome. So what is the benefits of aiming for sort of like that half percent a week? So for most people, you know, that's really only anywhere between 200 to 600 grams. You know, it's really, it's, it's really not, a, it's really not a lot of weight. What's the benefits of doing it that way versus people that I, I speak to a lot that are trying to go for a kilo a week or, you know, like, and just try and focus on just weight. Okay, this is really individual dependent. Like, um, like the reason is because I'm trying to minimize the amount of fat gain as well while accumulating, um, well, more muscle mass but here's the thing like if somebody is like potentially like a hard gainer you know what i mean like you could definitely you emphasize um with them gaining at more of a rapid pace you know whereas for someone like me who's a bit experienced i'm definitely going for more of a slower approach as well because i'm trying to manage how much fat i accumulate but also with some the problem with gaining like a kilo a week you know what i mean like listen you don't gain muscle at the rate that you want you gain muscle at the rate that your body allows you to gain. <laughs> I know it's probably going to like... Yeah, so true. I know a lot of people are going to be really upset to hear that. When they're like, oh man, I just want to gain all this muscle. <laughs> I, like, I get it as well, right? You know what I mean? But we're going to take this slow because keep in mind, like the, the faster you gain, the more fat you accumulate, you're eventually going to have to diet that off anyways. You know what I mean? So you might as well kind of go slow, you know what I mean? Focus on like you know, getting stronger with the gym. Yes, you want your weight to slowly trend up as well. But like, it's all just focusing on the trends. Like, even if someone does gain a little bit more body fat, as long as it's accumulating to better performance in the gym, I'm actually okay with that. You know what I mean? Because if someone's getting stronger, getting it, it's, so yeah, it's, it, that's the thing. Like, you know, people, like, even when people say, oh, listen, I'm gaining this much weight, is it equating to muscle mass? And I always say, I don't know. 
No one knows. The Dexter scan doesn't know. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel better? Like, do you feel good? Do you feel strong? And then, like, if not, so then don't worry about it. Like, allow that strength to accumulate. Yeah, allow that strength. Like, if you if you if you're waistline training up and you and you and your chin ups have gone from body weight and now you're doing three plates for like sets of six. You're pretty much, you can be reassured that you're pretty much, you know, putting on some muscle mass along the way. You know what I mean? And that's what I always say. Like, if you're equating more to strength gains and your surplus, things are doing well. And this is the same if, if you, even if you're trying to lose weight. You know what I mean? Like, if, you, if your performances are dropping rapidly, and that's why I say we need to go slow when we're trying to lose body fat as well, because we're trying to hold on to what we need. And what's going to hold on to our muscle mass is our performance. So, as you can tell, my whole philosophy is like, listen, how is your performance going? You know what I mean? Is your performance, go, is your performance going up and your weight's trending up? Well, then we're, we're on the right road. You know what I mean? But if you're accumulating a kilo a week and in your bench is 100 for four reps and you've gained four kilos and it's still 100 for four reps, well, what are you putting on? You're adding weight, which doesn't produce force. You know what I mean? So you're probably accumulating a lot of body fat. Yes, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, you're not putting on weight that is actually producing more force. Yeah. Um, that's that's a that's a really good little tip um, for a lot of people out there. If you're not, if the weight is going up, but you're not seeing those progressions in strength or in anything else, then yeah, sometimes, you know, you can sometimes put it down to like an off day and you're not feeling 100%, but if it's consistently not going anywhere, but the weight is going up and, you know, I think people are in a little bit of fairy world as well. Sometimes you can just straight up see it in the mirror, man. Sometimes you can just look at yourself and be like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm, I'm letting go a little bit, you know, and you just, like you said, man, it's all about self-awareness. You have to know, you have to be looking at yourself and actually making those... Um, those decisions for yourself and this goes back to how i kind of base everything on principles like i was thinking okay cool like you know if we look at like a, a marathon runner or a sprinter it's like look look at the difference in physiques right you know what i mean if it, what we have to do over time we have to generate more force we have to increase tension over time all right so what do we define that as so you know force is equal to mass times the acceleration so over time you need to be you know increasing the load on the bar in order to increase the tension, which is going to give you the desired result of increased muscle mass. How you set that up based on your frequency, intensity, and volume doesn't really matter as long as you, that those methods aren't as important as the principle. You know what I mean? Frequency is just a way of organizing your training, which allows you to be able to continually make progressions. Volume is another way of accumulating more work you know what I mean? More sets over time, you know what I mean? Which is obviously going to lead to more tension, more force to be produced. And when it comes to intensity, obviously, if you just add load to the bar, you know, you're going to produce more tension over time, which means you're going to increase your muscle mass. And that's where I base it. So when clients come to me, or what I do with my own training, they say, oh, listen, what frequency do you use? I was like, I don't know. What frequency, do, which allows me to make the most amount of progress? You know what I mean? Or how much volume are you doing? Well, it depends. Like, well, what can you recover from? If you're doing more and it's not equating to more better performances, then you're just accumulating a lot of junk volume. What we want to do is we do want to do more volume, but yeah, it needs to be equating to better performances, getting stronger over time. Yeah, 100%. And I think, I think as well, it's also, you need to be looking at what you can get the most you need to get the most from the yep, least yep. you can't be trying to find your you know it's not about maximum recover recovery volume it's not about how much can you do and feel okay it's about how little can you do and see the results propelling you forward and this is why i'm telling people a lot i'm like dude if if you're really struggling if you're really struggling to motivate um yourself when it comes to home gym if you're really struggling to maintain your weight just start with walking yeah. 
you know, just start there and see what happens. Just start and, you know, check your weight and see if it works. And if it's not enough, we adapt from that. But everybody can walk. Everybody can take that time out of their day to make that little change and then assess it. See if it's giving you the results that you want. And if it's not, you've created that routine. You've created that habit. And then from there, you can change what you Add need to. Add volume when you need it. I completely agree. You know what I mean? Don't just go in there for the sake of adding volume. If you're... If you're uh, if you're performing off base amount of volume that you're currently doing and you're getting stronger, you're recovering, don't have to change anything. You know what I mean? Like once you kind of get to a point where like, you know, you, you can't add, you can't keep accumulating more weight on the bench press every single week. What we can do, we can add another set. You see I me? Mean? There's different ways to progressive overload, but yeah, leave those tools in your toolbox for when you need them. Yes. Okay. So obviously there's going to be a lot of listeners right now that, don't have the bench press don't have a lot of other things and i'm 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 actually pretty you know what i'm actually pretty surprised i'm seeing a lot of people um shine through this time and you know make use of what they have um i'm actually i'm actually really excited and and really proud of you know the people that i'm i'm surrounded by and just how much they're putting into it right now so for the people that don't want to lose their gains throughout this period and they maybe only have access to maybe some same weight dumbbells that you can't really adjust too much uh, maybe a couple of resistance bands and just the real real basic side of things um what's some tips that you could give them to maintain that muscle slash grow muscle during so what this i've period? been doing is with, with, with... Or, you know, or, so what yeah. I'm doing is, so with a lot go of go. my clients and a lot of consults that I've done, I'm saying, listen, we're going to do what we can with what we have. People need to understand that obviously this is not an optimal environment for us to be like pushing the gains. You know what I mean? But we can do something to maintain or even slightly make a little bit of progressions as well, right? So what we always say to my clients is like, listen, send me a photo of the current equipment that you do have. I mean, once they've sent me a photo of the kind of equipment that you do have, I've been designing programs based off that and saying, listen, this is what we have. So you have a set of dumbbells, you have a set of resistance bands, okay? So how can we focus on making progress with this equipment? So for example, what I've been doing with myself, I've been using dumbbells and adding resistance bands, obviously to increase the tension. You see what I mean? So I've been incorporating that every single week. So one, sec, one thing I can say to the listeners is that, listen, Search around for the equipment that you do have, whether it's like if you have your cat, if you have if you have a bottle of water, if you have if you have anything, you know what I mean? You need to make do with what we got. And this and this is why I've been saying to people, we need to be that mindset, like, listen, we cannot become a victim of our circumstances right now. If we just sit there and get upset, you know what I mean, we're only gonna be adding to the problem. We need to become part of the solution. So how do we find a solution? Look around for things that you can use to keep yourself active. You know what I mean? And even yes, we can talk about optimizing body composition with dumbbells and resistance bands but let's, let's talk about other things we can prioritize which is also um the other benefit of training is like here you know, the, the mental side you see what i mean like you know well, the endorphins, yes. the, your mental health you know what i mean like that's the benefit of moving and doing something you know what i mean it's going to put you in that positive mindset because if we just it, this is the problem with uh, this problem right with the situation right now it's just it just creates an environment for people to put on a lot of body fat and get in the a state of depression because if they're constantly sitting down they're more sedentary now you know what i mean since they're more sedentary no one has any idea what's how long this lockdown will potentially last so that's going to cause anxiety you know what i mean anxiety can lead into depression if people are going to get anxious and depressed what are they going to do they're going to create sugar you see what i mean so they're going to constantly just sit there and eat and eat so let's make the best of the situation look around for gym equipment that you can have and you know reach out to a coach who can help you design something and keep you accountable so you can continue to make progress 
Oh, I'm so glad you speak. You're speaking my language now, man. And, you know, I think I'm sort of throwing these ideas out there because I know that's what people want to hear about. But I'm so glad that people like you are shifting the focus away from hypertrophy and fat loss right now. Me personally, I I don't really think that should be the main goal for a lot Mm -hmm. of people right now. I think think just being able to find a way to maintain your weight slash strength with the tools that you have and then focusing on focusing on that mental health side of things because look like you said at the end of the day depression and um a lot of the mental health side of things is going to be a massive factor during this period and like you were talking about before when it comes to stress which we didn't really get to touch on it's you know when you have more stress you have more cortisol and that cortisol puts strain on the immune system which is the last thing that anybody needs right now so you know it's it shouldn't it shouldn't be about creating more stress it should be about doing things that make you feel good and then building on top of those so that when the gym reopens up whether that is in two weeks four weeks eight weeks six months it doesn't matter but when that time comes we are strong we are ready we have worked on our weak points and we have the routine so that it's not a matter of spending you know the first two months of the gym reopening trying to trying to get back to the weights that you used to lift or trying to you know just get the routine and the habit back it's already all there that's what i want people to focus on i want people to be ready for that gym to reopen and then focus on the gains because this is a great time to bring down that volume that you've been doing for people that have been training five six seven times a week how can you you're never going to be able to create enough tension and enough volume with the with the equipment that you have to continue the rate of growth that you had before so don't focus on that don't let let it happen if it happens if you can do that and you're the type of body that can just grow muscle from you know literally nowhere then oh more power to you like you know you're, you've done amazing and you know you've been blessed with great genetics but 99.7% of people, it's just not the case. And so if you focus on that, you're going to get annoyed. You're going to get frustrated. And if you're training for results during this period, I would advise you to not. I would advise that to make it, you know, sort of a, you know, much more of a supplementary side of things and really focus on why you got, tr- why you started training in the first place. It's because yeah. you freaking love it. It's because it's a part of your life. And that's the thing as well. I think there's so much made in our industry about aesthetics. You know what I mean? Like, and then people would just forget about, you know, there is so much psychological benefit to training. You know what I mean? Your, your, your mood, like, you know, consistency, dedication. There's so much that people can kind of focus on. And this is the time to do that. You're just like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, yes, obviously, there's only a limited amount of overload you can produce over time. But, like, at the moment, like, how is training going to make you feel? It's going to put you in a positive headspace. What, what, can, what else can you focus on? You can focus on nutrition. We just talked about the immune system, right? Constantly feeding your body processed food is going to produce a lot of inflammation, which is obviously going to trigger the immune system as well. So, your immune system is going to become compromised in that way. So, there's so many things that people can be doing right now. You know what I mean? Which can be putting them in the right, a good position for when the gym does open. It's like, okay, listen, I've stayed on. And this is what I've been doing in consults. It's like, listen, what can we do with your food right now? Okay, too easy. Okay, so we can focus on your caloric intake as well because I'll, I'll be talking about energy balance will govern your body weight. So we can eat certain calories as well. Okay, so a carbohydrate intake. Okay, so how much carbohydrate do you intake do you need at the moment based on your activity level? Well, you're not being very active as well, right? You know I mean, what nutritional food choices are you making which is to help you optimize your how your body is feeling, how your body is recovering. So you don't put yourself in a state where your immune system is compromised and you are getting sick. So yeah, I completely agree, man. Changing that mindset focus, so like, I just got to look a certain way. I can't increase the way. I was like, listen, there's other things you can definitely focus on in this period, which can help propel us forward. Yes. And look, I think this is a conversation that 
I think all people should have with a coach. How important do you think having a coach is during this time and sort of as a general blanket statement, how important are coaches um, when it comes to uh, physique goals, mindset goals, and just having a coach I think training everybody in general? Should have a coach. I don't think anybody should train themselves. You know what I mean? Like, there's too yes. much uh, trial. Like, listen, if, too, many too many variables. Goals, like, doing <laughs> things on your own, there's too much trial and error. Why not just pay somebody who can show you exactly what you need to get done? Because one thing you can't get back is time. So if you spend all the... I've had people come to me who've been training for 10 years, and then when I tell them they're a beginner, they get surprised. I was like, listen, you haven't made any progress in 10 years. Like, you know what I mean? You haven't done, you haven't done anything. Yes. So, like, if you, pay, if you paid a coach, like nine years ago or something when you started you would have made a lot more progress over that time so i think first of all everybody should have a coach because okay like that's why me i have a coach which shows you how important our job is because everybody needs that account you know everybody needs someone saying listen because you need you need a different set of eyes to look at what you're doing and say listen okay well okay this is because what you think you're doing and what you're actually doing is always two different things you know what i mean and we always fall into it's we've always oh, fallen yeah. into habits which we've always constantly done over time you know what i mean we don't want to change anything we become comfortable you know what i mean but if you have someone saying listen we've been doing this for a while it's time to change up listen the body fat's getting a little bit high we need to dial back so i cannot put more emphasis on this listen if you don't have a coach get yourself one someone who can help you through through this time now you know what i mean someone who can say listen get you in the right mindset so you don't fall into anxiety and depression because somebody can write your program so at least you have someone to keep you accountable on how you're progressing so that's my i agree yeah man and like you said it it's not always about someone showing you what to do but opening up these conversations because people are still you know i talk to people that are still you know asking me whether nuts are good for fat loss you know like it's it it just there's so much disconnect between um between sort of general training and then if you're actually training for results so much information and i think yeah man i i think i think coaches are needed to bridge that gap for people so that they are they are getting the most out of the least and they feel like i think one of the most important things when it comes to training is you do have and you do have some sort of goal that you're training for you know when i talk to people and they sort of come in for a consult and i ask them straight off the bat you know what's uh What's the goal? Yeah. Like, what are, you, what are you training for? And they just look at me sort of blankly, like, um, I'm just sort of doing it because I like it. And I'm like, cool, that's so, that's so good. But, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to, what, what do you actually like? You know, what do you like about the process so that we can create something that's going to be long lasting for you? Because people that don't have that end goal or, you know, sort of just like that big 10 year, you know, what you sort of want to see at the end of that. A lot of the time, it you see it go up and down, and you know, uh, motivation goes up and down, and it's very hard to stay consistent yeah, and motivated. I completely agree. Like this is a time where people don't have a goal, and if you don't have a goal, what's gonna what's gonna happen? You just you're just gonna gravitate off, and then it goes back to what you're saying about being simple. And I completely agree with this, you know, because when it's simple, it's easy to implement. And when people, since there's so much information like we talked about earlier, people are getting confused, and when people get become confused, they don't action anything. And that's why you go to a coach. We can kind of sit down with you and say, listen, okay, listen, if you want to lose fat, we need to do this. We need to stick to this as well because, yeah, I think people are just getting so lost in what they need to do right now and there is no end goal. It's just that there's no end goal. There's no process that's been put into place for them to progress forward. If the person doesn't feel they're progressing forward, they get stagnant. So, yeah, it leads on to a host of things. So, what you can do with the coach is that they can help you, you know, identify what your goal is and what you actually want. 
Yes, exactly. A clear mind is what's going to make people get to where they want to and be able to just it's not even about getting to where you want to in a time like this like we were talking about before it's just about feeling like you're doing the right things yeah. during this time because I know a lot of people as well will if they're not if they're not because they're so used to training and you know let's for example they straight after work at 4 p.m. they go and train and now they're going to be thinking about that time the whole day until they do something yeah. to make them feel like that they're going towards and they keep that routine and you know actually getting some structure behind all right well now that everything has changed your routine has changed your wake up time has changed your food habits have changed what is the new normal yeah. for you what is going to be right for you in this current situation because everything that you did before this is basically yeah. thrown out the window until it's time to go back into normal routine none of that actually matters anymore you're a different person now you're spending more time sitting you're spending more time sleeping you're spending more time doing all these things that you never had time for and that changes you as a person and changes your actual and that's true. physiology it's like, listen, if you if your lifestyle has changed you need to develop and eat, and I said this in my consult you need to develop in way of eating you know what I mean? And a training re regime which is based on your current lifestyle. You know what I mean? So, and, th and that's why I say like diets and training should be constantly changing because our lifestyles are changing. You know, we need, we need to, as, as people, we need to be adaptive. You know what I mean? We need to be adaptive to the situation and say, listen, what can we do now? What can we do now to improve? What can I do with my food? What can I do with my training? Yeah, 100%. And this is a great place to sort of tell us a little bit more about your your current offerings at the moment. So from what I've seen, you've switched completely to virtual slash online PT. Tell so us a little bit more about that, man. I'm online coaching at the moment. So all I simply have to do with my current system all onto the online um, platform. But what I'm offering at the moment is just straight online coaching for people. And then there's also an option where they can do virtual training where I'll take them through a PT session based on the current equipment that they do have with them. So I'll design a program based on the equipment and I'll take them through that workout. And then there's also, I don't know how long this, this will be, like I'm also doing outdoor creation, the one-on-one, -on -one, where like I've actually got gym equipment which I'll take with me to an outdoor area as well. Where I'll kind of take them through um, which I kind of designed for them. Yeah, wow. So, and I have to commend you for how quickly you were able to make this change, more from a business standpoint and just how, how fast you were able to deliver something that was actually going to be relevant to your clients and you changed your website and you put everything up and you said, this is how it is now. This is what we're doing and this, this is how I can deliver. And I think that's so important because people are looking for leadership during this time. People are looking for people that are sure of what they're doing and know that they can continue to lead people to whatever their goal is fitness-wise. We do this goes back to what I was saying about being adaptive. I was like, listen, I could just sit here and say, listen, this is not a good situation. I can't do anything. I can't do that. But I was like, listen, okay, what can I do to help my clients out? Because there are people out there who need us to reach out to them, who don't know what they're doing. And I've been, if you're a coach and you're listening to this, please reach out to people and ask them how they're going because there's a lot of people in a situation where they don't know what they're going to do. They don't know how they should be eating. They don't know what they should be training. This is where we can come in you know, and, and give them systems. You know what I mean? Give, give, give them like options where they can either do virtual training, they can do outdoor training, they can do online PT, somewhere where they can have some sort of accountability as well because this, like I said before, like this is a fragile time for all of us and we need to stick together. You know, We need to find ways we can help each other out get through this uh, current situation that we have. 
Ah, beautiful stuff, man. Well, I wish you all the best with um, with your you too, online man. PT. I think there's so much value to be brought um, more than ever. So before I ask my last question um, of the day, tell us where people can find you, Munya, and um, the best place okay, to contact so you. So Munya underscore coach, you can find me on Instagram and you can also find me my, on my website, which is www.precisionperformancecoaching. I have blogs, I have articles on there. I also have um, client results. So if you click on each client, Ash will take you will actually um, show you what I went through with each client based on what I did with their diet and training. So I always try to give a lot of free information out there uh, and definitely tell people what's going on with my uh, clients and what um, currently have moving forward as well. Oh, so important, man. And yeah, I've actually gone through some of your blogs and I was doing a little bit of reading and yeah, so much information, so much stuff out there that like you said, maybe doesn't... Um, you, it's 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 the kind of stuff that you usually leave to the coaches to deal with and just and just naturally adapt into your program. But if you're interested in that nitty gritty stuff and you want to learn more about stress and you want to learn more about you know the, the strength and progressive overload, that's that's a great place to go. Um, so my last question for the day, Munya, um, if you were, hang on. If you could give one piece of advice to our listeners to look and feel their best, oh, what would you tell them? About it. I would say fall in love with the process, uh, not the outcome. You know what I mean? Like once people fall in love with the process, yeah, once yes. people fall in love with the process, you know, they, they have a sense of direction where things are heading, they'll be, they're going to make improvements within their lifestyle to make sure that they're reaching their goals. That process is going to develop self-awareness, which is going to obviously make them feel better because it's progression in their life. So yeah, the process over outcome. That's one message I can give to people. Process, process over outcome. That should be on a billboard <laughs> or something. Man, this has <laughs> uh, man, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so grateful to have you on um, and just talking to, uh, like I, I said, it's on a few of my um, podcasts so far. It's just amazing having people that are in the industry in our area. You know, I'm talking to people that are a stone's throw away from me and there's just so much knowledge there's so much information and there's so much story and emotion behind what why we're doing what we're doing so i'm just i'm absolutely honored to get your story out there and um i wish you all the best Thanks, through this time. appreciate you having me on as well and we'll just have to do it again sometime i'm always happy to talk more about it <laughs> oh man yeah well you'll definitely be back on man this has been super informative i can't no, wait to see what the listeners think if you need anything uh, don't hesitate to ask man my man. All right. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much, Munya. You have a great day.